0: The sports pen lives here on ESPN UP and online with our app Tanner Hoops with you in studio Friday afternoon and delighted that you're with us as I tell you what, it's been a short week, but it felt long. It dragged on. Maybe it's because we're coming off the holiday, but either way. Weekend is upon us. Ryan Stieg from the Mining Journal is in here with us. He always is on Fridays. Always good to see you, my man. First time after the holiday. How was your Christmas? Did you do anything fun? Get Um, get all you wanted?
1: I... I mean, it was uh, it was a quiet Christmas. Uh, the wife worked Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, so mm. I spent a good chunk of it by myself. Mm. So <laughs> it's kind of quiet, but uh, I don't know. I got some decent gifts, and uh, it was it was nice to just have a break.
0: Uh, that's paper. what I like to hear. That's what yeah. it's about: spending time with the family, getting mm. a little caught up. Yeah. Hey, I mean. It's been a little bit less hectic for you now, that things are starting to calm down at the Mining Journal. No hockey this weekend. What are you going to do with yourself? Well, I have the weekend off. so There you go. I, I, <laughs> I really don't know what to do with myself. I might,
1: I might um, go to a movie. I mm. might uh, do some, uh, I don't know, I just kind of enjoy the week. It's It's extremely rare for me to have a weekend off. Mm. I'm burning the last bit of my vacation. Normally I don't have vacation mm. at this point of the year. But with the situation we had where I had to work for two months straight, I had to push back <laughs> my vacation. Last, like, four days of my vacation till the very, very end of the year. So I'm burning it all at the end of the week. So um won't be covering a game tonight. won't be covering anything this weekend. I'll just be basic- using my time to
0: chillax before basketball heats up because it's going to start mm-hmm. next week, pretty much. Well, hopefully you get a chance to relax. Don't have to go anywhere this weekend because... It's ridiculously nasty outside. I came out of my place today. I tried to get in my car. It took me 30 seconds to even open the door. It was frozen shut. It's ridiculous out there right now. It's it's, it's not ideal.
1: No. <laughs> I'd put it that way. Um, it, uh, it's, it's better. It's warmed up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to chisel a little bit of ice off, but not the 30 seconds. Maybe it took me about five. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I think if you just get out and start your car... You know, if you have to go anywhere a little earlier, you know, you'll be able to get all the ice off and all the snow off, so you should be fine there. Um, but uh just an advisor, take it slow, you know, driving on the road. I mean, people when I was driving over here, people had common sense. They knew the roads were slick, mm. you know. They They, you know, nobody was driving like a
0: maniac, which is good. I'm
1: not sure how 41
0: was (laughs) because I wasn't over there. Because I know that was a different story. I'll find out tonight. Westwood basketball hosting Hancock game is still on for the listeners as of now. They're playing it. I I was wondering about that if that was going to still be on. They're going to (laughs) be on right right now, so we'll see. We'll have Westwood Patriot basketball this evening here on
1: ESPN. Our part timer will be there for the journal, so he'll be covering it. So.
0: Well, hey, it's icy out. It's not ideal for driving, necessarily. It's pretty ideal for outdoor hockey. They're playing a little indoor hockey up north of the border, Vancouver. They're having the World Junior Championships right now. This is one of my favorite events of the year. The U.S. has won it the last couple of years, and it's really competitive. You see a lot of guys that are going to make a name for themselves in the sport that are going to have futures in the National Hockey League, the AHL, the ECHL, what have you. It's really fun to watch how this tournament happens, how it progresses, and see a lot of the world come together. U.S. playing tonight. They take on Kazakhstan. They look for a 2-0 start to the tournament. I tell you what, Canada's come up just short the last couple of years, but they are out to make a statement this season. 14 nothing; They drubbed Denmark a couple of nights ago. They get by Switzerland 3-2 last night. And Kazakhstan, the U.S. opponent for this evening, they were blanked five nothing by Finland last night, but they made fifty one saves in net. He was ridiculous. I I can't even begin to pronounce his name. Something Kazakhstani, but he was standing on his head all night long.
1: Well, it's, is it anywhere as bad as the guy for the Binghamton Devils
0: that no, I tweeted out the other day? No, Sakhtapapilopolis or something like that. I finally got Artem Ivan Yazenkov in my final year with the USHL, but that one was tough.
1: Yeah, it's uh. Like like I tweeted, these names have to be brutal. For, I mean, it's brutal mm-hmm. enough on me if I'm covering stuff because I have to make sure I spell it correctly in every single sentence I write about them. But then for you guys, have to pronounce
0: it. <laughs> trying like, to get Giannis's I mean, name down. I mean, to took a while. Well, yeah, I mean, or
1: Giannis. Giannis <laughs> got that, that last itself. name. Um, it, it's it's got to be tough, but uh, yeah, the the world juniors are interesting. Um, Grandpa Tony was an assistant coach mm-hmm. on last year's team. Yes, he was. Uh when they had the tournament out in Buffalo. He had uh <laughs> he had an interesting experience out there. Um they played a game at the Bills Stadium mm-hmm. out there. Uh it was pretty entertaining, if I, I remember, remember correctly. The yeah. Americans won. Mm-hmm. And then there's uh and then there's this year, whereas all over the map basically, uh it's I, I don't I mean, if you win a hockey game 14 to nothing, I mean, what does that really say about your team? Are you, are you necessarily that good, or
0: is the team you're playing really that bad? Probably both, in Canada's case. Canada, I would believe, is that good, but yeah. I didn't think Denmark would be that bad.
1: Yeah. So th- that's the thing. It's like I remember when I was in North Dakota, and um, North Dakota at the time beat Yale 10 to nothing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I knew North Dakota was going to be good. I mean, they made the NCAA tournament, and I think they made the Frozen Four that year, (laughs) but I did not expect a team to come in, get shut out, and give up 10 goals. Mm -hmm. So it makes you I mean, is that something that you leave that game as a Canadian and being like, wow, I'm really proud of all we played? Or is it just like, well, okay? (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's it's like when a team pummel, it's like when a Big Ten team pummels a MAC team. Right. You know, it's like, okay. I mean, it was good, but mm-hmm. how, about to some, yeah, how about we play somebody good, you know, because it's, it's hard to get really excited after that, you know, if you're a fan, so, um, but it was a more competitive game against Switzerland, mm-hmm. that's for sure, you know, the Swiss is actually a team on the rise pretty much around yeah, the they world, um, they've held their own, you know, in the Olympics the last couple times, they've... I mean, are are they a powerhouse? You know, are they the Scandinavians? Are they Canada? Are they the U.S.? Are they Russia? That kind of stuff. No, but they're a team that'll give you fits. Mm. They're like the Czechs, Mm. you know that you know they're gonna pull an upset at some point. So, um, it's nice to see a little more balance out there. It's not it's not always the same teams every year. Obviously, Canada's favored because it's just their thing and they're on their they're on their own turf, but. I think they're going to get a, a little more fight after that.
0: <laughs> you know, after they get past that Den, Denmark game, they'll get a little more fight from people. I almost wonder if the U.S. is going to be in a similar situation tonight when they drop the puck at ten thirty against Kazakhstan as Canada was a couple of nights ago against Denmark because the U.S. is supposed to win this game and they're supposed to win it handily. So, what do you take away from it if you're America, if you win, say, 6 0? We played well yeah.
1: against a bad team. So let's move on to the next opponent and see how we can do. I, I like mean, your Grant Petoni impression. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, he's Grant's a pretty blunt guy. Yep. I've interviewed him several times now two years. And he's getting a little more exuberant sometimes. Well, that's but, a hockey coach thing. Yeah, Hockey just, coaches are just naturally they're, stoic. They're very matter-of-fact. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just like, this is the way it is. I mean, we'll go out there and we'll uh, play hard and uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> and all it's just how they operate, but it's true. I mean, if they're going to win, they're going to win handedly, and if you're going to be like, okay, we should have done that. Now let's actually do what we're supposed to do the next game. Mm-hmm. So, um, But World Juniors is always an interesting experience. Uh, I didn't get a chance to do it, um, but uh, the World Juniors came up to Grand Forks, North Dakota, when I was mm-hmm. at UND. Um, when it happened, I, uh, I went home for Christmas break, but I had a couple friends who stayed back over Christmas break and got tickets, and, uh, that was, uh, the 2005 year when, um, Canada was so ridiculously stacked, um, I believe Sidney Crosby was on that team, and I think, uh, who else was on that team, um, Jonathan Taves was on that mm-hmm. team and Ryan Getzlaff was on that team and basic Corey Perry was on yes. that team. I mean if you look at the 05 World Championship roster for Canada, it's it's mind-boggling. Obviously Canada ended up winning the tournament, but I mean there was so much talent on that team. It's it's eye-popping cuz Pretty much everybody on that can- Canadian team is dominating the mm-hmm. NHL right now. That's also when Ovechkin was with Russia. Yes. So uh, you know, back in his before he made his mark, kind of in the NHL, and before he went on a binge after winning the Stanley Cup, that <laughs> is still impressive. Ovechkin to, is
0: Russian for party.
1: Yeah, the guy uh, went all out with that. It's but Russian for Gronkowski. He he he's Gronking, is it yeah. what you say?
0: Yeah, he's the Russian version of Gronk.
1: Yeah. Who would you rather party with, Gronk or Ovi? I think Ovi because I, I think Gronk is really dumb, <laughs> and I, I I don't like partying with dumb people. Yeah. Like whereas Ovechkin's really good at his job, and he see and he has a great personality. Mm-hmm. Where Gronk just I don't know struggles to come up with a
0: coherent sentence
1: maybe at times so it's like I don't know I, I it would be Ovechkin because I think he'd go all with it
0: Gronk is basically Ryan Lochte with bigger muscles I feel like they'd be friends I don't know if they are but I feel like they'd be good friends I could see it. I could see Gronk,
1: if uh, football was a sport back in the Brazil Olympics, having some incident at a gas station. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, i got to go with Ovechkin. Gronk Gronk frustrates me. So
0: Let's stick with hockey, but let's move to the NHL. All-star captains were announced this week, representing the Metro, Alex Ovechkin, the aforementioned. In the Atlantic, it's Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid in the Pacific, and then Nathan McKinnon in the Central. Three of those four... Are guys that are going to be around for a long time coming, and Ovechkin still got some years left. But some young guns are starting to take over. Keep in mind, this is all based on fan vote. But what do you think of those captains that we're going to get?
1: I, a lot of talent right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it shows that the um, the NHL moving. It's becoming more of a younger game again. Mm-hmm. They had this long stretch where it was Crosby and Ovechkin, and some of the Blackhawks were thrown yeah. in there. But now it's like it's spreading out to other teams, which is you know it's nice to see. I. I like it when, I mean, I think actually after this point, there's going to be a team other than the Chicago Blackhawks playing in the Winter Classic from this Mm -hmm. point on, considering they're always the first team that gets picked, and it's just because people know them. Well, okay. (laughs) There are other teams in the Mm -hmm. NHL. I mean, it took forever to get Minnesota to get a game, and it was a stadium series game. You know, Minnesota would have sold that thing out in probably like 20 minutes, but... Again, the NHL hating Minnesota
0: doesn't understand the market value. <laughs> no, up there. it doesn't. They no. love hockey. Up there.
1: They love hockey up there. So you think you'd want to capitalize on it? But um, it's just nice to see it spread out. I like people in uh, when other cities get involved and in the exposure that they get. Now the
0: thing is, do you care about the NHL All Star Game? I do, actually. Really? I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's much better than all the other leagues and what they do. The MLB All-Star game would be second. Probably it's a toss-up between the NFL or the NBA after that, whether it's a Pro Bowl or the All-Star game. I don't care about either of those two, but I will watch the NHL All-Star game. I like it a lot. Skills Challenge, I won't. I don't do that for anything, but I really like the All-Star tournament. You are the only person I've ever met
1: who actually goes out and watches the NHL All-Star Game. It's fun! I, I, I think I, I I watch the MLB All-Star Game because it's a tradition. My dad and I used to watch it every year, but even then it's gotten kind of stale. But I, just, I feel like the All-Star Games are becoming so desperate to get people to pay attention. They'll throw a bunch of gimmicks in there. I mean... The only time I remember actually watching the NHL All-Star game recently is when John Scott had his fun yes. performance. Because that was, that was really cool. And how he ended up getting voted in, basically, on fans thought it would be cool to have a guy who never scores. He's game, Yeah, to have some guy be in there. And he ended up being the MVP and mm-hmm. had a great night. And uh, that was cool. But, I don't know, I just... All-Star games just don't do anything for me. it uh, I I just feel like... They're there, and they've done it every year. I mean the pro Bowl's a joke yes <laughs> i mean remember when they pl- i mean they play it. You know, they used to play it, like, the week after the Super Bowl. In Hawaii. In Hawaii. And nobody cares. Mm-hmm. And then the Pro Bowl has basically become a career achievement kind mm-hmm. of thing. I mean, there's guys who are on the Pro Bowl this year that really didn't do a whole lot. No. But they're a household name, so they're in the Pro Bowl. And then they'll probably skip
0: the Pro Bowl. <laughs> so I mean, was Tom Brady having a Pro Bowl year? No. No, but who's going to replace him in the AFC? They've already got Mahomes and Rivers in there. I mean... Who's the fourth-best quarterback in the AFC? Are you really going to put someone like Lamar Jackson in there? Not over Brady. Andrew Luck? He could. I would put him before anybody right yeah. now.
1: The year he's had, mm-hmm. turned around. I mean, the Colts on the cusp of making the playoffs.
0: <laughs> well, to prove your <laughs> point, yeah, that Luck should have probably gotten in over Brady, but <sighs> you're not going to leave Tom Brady out of it. It's, what, his 14th of his career, 10th in a row? Oh,
1: I, you know, I wonder if... If great athletes, if they don't get a Pro Bowl nod, I mean, is is it bother them at all? Like, let's say, like Tom Brady didn't get a Pro Bowl nod, does he sit there at home and be like, oh man, I was really hoping for that? <laughs> I mean, like, d- does it bother him, or is he just, or, or like, is he just like so it goes and focuses on the playoffs? You I know kind of I mean? want
0: to know what Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara think because those two probably are good enough to do it. But who are you going to take out between Gurley, Zeke, and Saquon, the guys that they did put in front of them? I kind of like to get in their brain and pick it a little bit. I think, uh, I think it means a lot to younger
1: guys, to rookies, to guys who are in their second, third years in the league. But if you're in your late 30s and you've made it multiple times and have actually played in it, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure, like, a lot. I've heard a lot of players will be like, hey, I'm not going to play play this guy instead because he's going to enjoy it more mm-hmm. he probably deserves it more than i do you know so i'm wondering if tom will do that you know if he could or though i mean didn't he like went there and didn't even play one, <laughs> one Wouldn't year surprise me. i yeah. think you're right i yeah. think i remember something so, about but that. yeah it's just i don't know i uh but maybe you'll you've enticed me to maybe watch a period of the all-star game you
0: know It's a fun tournament. (laughs) It's a fun format. The three-on-three, up and down, a lot of offense, the best players in the game on it. I'm excited to see the full rosters, what we have, but I'm excited for it. It's coming up a month from Wednesday, a month from this past Wednesday on January the 26th in San Jose. And in case you missed it, St. Louis will be hosting the 2020 All-Star Game. So. Good for the Blues. They need something to feel good about right now. Yeah. Uh, St. Louis has an interesting arena, on mm-hmm. a, a
1: side note. They uh, they have a very passionate fan base, um, the Blues do. Really centralized pretty much in the St. Louis metro area, but uh, they get good crowd, it's loud. I went to two games when I lived in the area, mm. so it was a fun experience. But maybe I'll tune in just for a bit, just to make you happy. Because <laughs> yeah. Rachel
0: still hasn't watched Space Jam, and that Are you kidding me? me? No, I know. So, as long as you watch the All-Star Game, the NHL <laughs> All-Star Game on January 26th. I used to watch it all, all right the time, but
1: I just started to phase out of it. But I will watch part of it. Rachel has to watch Space yes, Jam. she does. I mean, that 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 hurts a little. Yeah, it does. I mean, I know Blake, Blake hated Space Jam and did still hates Space Jam. No, did he? he and Ryan Marine had a fun little show where mm-hmm. I, we brought Ryan back and we talked about and I just let them go, because Blake hates it. Ryan Marine thinks it's the greatest sports movie ever made. So let <laughs> them go at it. It was fun. So, But uh, I'm okay with it. I like
0: Space Jam, but um, she's got to see it. Got to do it before number two comes Exactly, out. With, with LeBron James, exactly. <laughs> Ryan Stieg of the Mining Journal is in studio with us. We'll take our first time out. Big day in college football coming up tomorrow. A triple header of games that can be heard right here on ESPN-UP. And we'll break them down for you after this on the Sports Pen. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, the Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. We welcome you back to the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops with you Friday afternoon, joined by Ryan Stieg. He is out of the Mining Journal here in Marquette. He's also the beat writer for the Northern Michigan men's hockey team, who, again, have the weekend off. They're getting ready to come back from break, but I tell you what, a couple of road trips, not road trips, to Alaska coming up here. Slide trips. slide <laughs> trips are coming up. Whatever the name for them is, they are heading over to Alaska Twice in the next two weeks once they get back from break, so the travel could be the toughest part of that stretch. Thankfully, Alaska teams are a little bit down this yeah.
1: season but um you know i I'll have a you know next week I'll write my annual weekly preview. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked to um Grant before they took off, and uh he said what a lot of people don't realize is that even though they're both not very good. It's hard to win in Alaska. Mm-hmm. You don't see guys go out. You don't see teams go up there and win four games. You know, they some go three and one, some most go two and two. You know, it's just, or I don't know, two one and one or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's just, it's hard just because the trip drags on you eventually. Yeah. It hits you. You think you've gotten used to the time, but you're starting a game. One, two, three, four hours after you typically <laughs> I mean it even if you're trying to even you 've been up there for a week, you still aren't really into the zone yet. Mm-hmm. you know, maybe if you played there for like a month, <laughs> I could see getting into it, but even two weeks it just it hits you hard um, I think I'm wondering, and we were speculating about this in the press box after you left mm-hmm. <laughs> on Saturday night. I was that. Well, no one can 't play up there mm-hmm. um, I honestly if he was going to see some action, I could actually i, I 'm thinking it's going to happen yeah then because Tovenen has played every game so far, and I know Grant's told me several times he 's going to play every game i 'm just like you know i don't i can 't remember the last time a goalie in the college hockey played every single game mm-hmm. and I think the trip to Alaska um, I don't think he'll play all four games just because I think it will wear him out but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Nolan Kent suits up to start a game my guess is probably against Anchorage um, and just you know gets the action he he played five minutes <laughs> when Tolmanin got hurt that one game um, I think uh that was against the Ferris. I think it was Friday night against Ferris. Mm-hmm. Nolan Kent came in and played the last five minutes of the second period and had a shutout, didn't make a save, but he preserved <laughs> <laughs> the shutout for the period. So it was good for him. Um, but I'm thinking he's going to get a shot just because I think he deserves it. You know, you, as great as Tolman is, you know, you just you're sitting behind him the whole season, mm-hmm. you know. He's going to be the guy next year from what I've heard. So... <laughs> when you want to give him one game to kind of show what he could do or, you know, just to get him some in-game experience. So I think it'll probably happen The Anchorage game, one of the Anchorage games. Um, I think he'll play the first game mm-hmm. for Anchorage mm-hmm. because that way, let's say you sweep Fairbanks. If they somehow lose to Anchorage that game, they can play Tolvan in the, the last night, and they can come out of it 3-1. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that's just my theory, is that's when he's going to play. Um, but, you know, Grant's proved me wrong in the past. So, <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: We're slowly getting back to action with men's college hockey. There will be nine games on tap for this weekend. You have the Cool Desert Classic, which could actually be a really fun tournament. Arizona State is going to be welcoming Duluth. Minnesota State, Mankato, and Clarkson. That could be a really fun tournament.
1: He, uh, you know, NMU played in that tournament last year. Uh, It it started off in a horrible way. They got beat badly by Arizona State, Mm. and a shocker, and then came back to beat Boston College in a shootout the next night. So it was, um, and then Tech, who beat Boston College, was then crushed by Arizona State in the championship game. So um, I think this is the tournament that the sun devils get up for it's kind of their national spotlight even though it's not really televised Mm -hmm. it's like every people are focused on that and they've got some good teams coming in uh be cool if they took down minnesota state that would be helping the pair wise maybe uh of course northern doesn't play them until the end of january but show that maybe they're a little uh a little off but Mm -hmm. uh um there's some other ones going on um i know isn't the catamount cup going on this weekend, or am I way that so This weekend or next week? I'm not sure, but uh, Vermont hosts the tournament every year. Mm-hmm. I know the Florida College Hockey Classic is no more. That was one of my favorite tournaments. It was played in Naples, Florida, mm-hmm. for uh, from like the late 90s <laughs> to to 2016. 2016 was the last year, I believe. Yes, the last year for the tournament. Northern was in it. It was a bad performance by the Wildcats. They lost to Cornell in a blowout. They lost to Merrimack in a blowout. Um, uh, It was not a good experience, but I was hoping they'd bring it back. I think it got canceled because they couldn't find a second sponsor. It used to be sponsored by Cornell and Maine. But <laughs> Maine backed out, so Cornell was trying to find a co sponsor and they couldn't find one. So maybe it'll come back, but I thought it was one of the more unusual tournaments because you wouldn't expect, especially in a college area that isn't there. I mean, there's no college hockey team down mm-hmm. in Naples, but uh, there's a tournament that people kind of got up for, and it had good crowds, so I'm hoping it comes back.
0: Ryan Steve from the Mining Journals in studio with us. I said before the break we're going to go to football, and let's do so now. College football going on right playoff now. tomorrow, and there is a beating going on right now. There is a butt-kicking going on in Nashville. By the way, Auburn is now up 63-14 to 14 on Purdue. This is the second time Purdue has severely damaged the Big Ten this year. The first was beating Ohio State, keeping the Big Ten out of the playoff, and the second is now, embarrassing them after they started out really well. In this bowl slate, just a rem- just a reminder that Purdue beat
1: Ohio State thoroughly. Yes, and is now getting shellacked by a mediocre Auburn team. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I have a friend of mine who is a big Purdue fan who is at the game. And she was so excited to go there, and I imagine she's not really enjoying herself. If she's even still there, she might have taken off. But I'm hoping she scored Colts-Titans tit- tickets mm-hmm. for Sunday's game. She's a rabid Colts fan, too, mm-hmm. so I'm hoping she has a, a, a somewhat good experience coming up of this weekend.
0: Well, I tell you what, Real Bowl season starts now. Uh-huh. You get rid of most of the six and six, seven and five teams. No more Cheez It Bulls. No more Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. No more. No more rowing the boat. No more rowing the boat. Hey, congrats, though, what a weird win for what a weird season as a whole for PJ Flagg. Yeah, uh, he proves he's worth the paycheck. He's, he's got another
1: extension. extension. I'm waiting for him to get another one. Hey, if he goes seven and five next year, he's getting a statue outside of TCF Bank. I would. I, he's probably going to get another five year deal. If he mm-hmm. goes, he's get if he gets to seven and five. I mean, kudos to them. They beat Wisconsin for the first time, and
0: oh, I don't even know. Was it 15 years or something like they that? They beat Fresno State to one. Yeah. White? 11 games this season. Yeah, but and that was a game they should have won. Right. <laughs> they were also Nebraska's first loss, or first win this season, I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: and got crushed by Illinois. Mm-hmm. So it's, this is the most confusing team, probably. Some people said in the country, yeah. making that comparison. And you could make that case, because I don't know how you can look insanely good at times and look like a complete disaster against a bad team. But, uh yeah, they beat Georgia Tech and Paul Johnson's last game. Yes. That's a tad. That's a rough way for him to go out. Um, I can't remember what PJ Fleck after the game, but that had every said. But that had everybody rolling their eyes. Um, Something about rowing his boat. Or, uh, it's about the boat again, and uh, I wish he'd shut up about it. <laughs> I really wish he would because <laughs> it's like, do you know? I pointed this out in a column that the Gophers have a oar on their helmets now. Hmm. Yes, they've so gone all in on the row of the boat thing that the line that goes down the middle of their helmet is now an oar. I can't believe they went this route, and it's it's kind of pathetic in some way. Because it's like, okay, I understand you're embracing it and you want to market it, but it's just you're going overboard with it. And anytime PJ Flex on Twitter, I've got a bunch of UP followers just rail on him because they can't stand. So, but, uh, you know, yeah, you know, they finished above 500, won a game in Detroit. Kudos to them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe they'll have a better year next year. But it just goes to these are the bad games. You know, we're finally getting out of them. I feel bad for Purdue because they Mm -hmm. deserve better than this. (laughs) But then you had the disaster with the Cal TCU game. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. I mean, just, well, I. <laughs> it's almost unfathomable how off the off the wall that game was. I mean, the winning quarterback in that game had 27 yards passing mm-hmm. and four interceptions, and two of those
0: were on illegal throws.
1: You know, I mean, their third, and
0: that was their third stringer.
1: Yeah, you took the box score and a half,
0: and you would think they're losing by 47.
1: Yeah. Their third stringer quarterback, he got replaced at one point by a quarterback who didn't have full use of one of his feet. Mm. So now you're just getting weird. And then you have the Cal quarterback who threw three picks. <laughs> had an um. And here's the fun thing. Mm-hmm. Three picks, no TCU player, had more than two catches. Mm. So his three picks resulted in more <laughs> catches for TCU. Um Gary Patterson of TCU took his kicker and switched kickers around mm-hmm. while Cal was calling timeouts. He brought in a kicker, pulled the kicker, brought in a different kicker, pulled that kicker, put in the original kicker in, and the kicker missed the field goal. I'm not sure what he was trying to do with that, but that's what happened there. And then TCU picks off a pass running down the sideline, and one of their officials trips over himself, and falls onto the field, forcing the interception to move back to the 40-yard line because of a sideline
0: infraction. <laughs> it's a far cry from the days where Andy Dalton, Jared Goff, and Aaron Rodgers were playing at those
1: schools. V- very much so. And, uh, and then, of course, the Cal offensive lineman f- attempted to flop mm-hmm. during the game. So... That just sums up just one bowl game, how awful it was. And very appropriately, it was called the Cheez-It Bowl. And that came on the same night they literally canceled a bowl game,
0: ended in a tie.
1: Yeah. Uh, for those who weren't there for that, I'm sure you mentioned it. But a bowl game was canceled five minutes in. Um, Boise State, NBC, played a game. The, was it the First Responders Bowl was in Jackson. Dallas? Um, I think it was in the Cotton Bowl, the old Cotton Bowl, not mm-hmm. the quote Cotton Bowl in Jerry World, nope. but the old Cotton Bowl. And there are five minutes in. There's a lightning delay, and for those who don't know, if there's lightning in the area, you have to push back the start of the game for a half hour. Well, they're about to start again, and then lightning hit again, said so to push it back another half hour. About to start another lightning strike, another. So they keep pushing it back. And at one point, they were just like, let's just stop and mm-hmm. cancel the game. So it goes in as a complete draw. Nobody wins. And there it caused some outrage on social media, which I understood. Because uh, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, why didn't you find an indoor stadium, you know, and continue playing the game there or move it to the following day Mm -hmm. and maybe play the game when the weather clears up the next day or if you're still worried, find an indoor stadium the next day, you know. I don't think Jerry World was having any issues during that time. I mean, I'm sure they were getting ready for the Mm -hmm. (laughs) playoff game, but it's not like they couldn't adapt themselves to it. So, yeah, and there's a ton of big high school football stadiums that I'm sure could host it too, Mm -hmm. so it just... It was a disaster. On one day, you had a canceled bowl game and a game that looked so bad that it kind of defies
0: logic. So, hey, we're past those games. <laughs> we're now. past now those we're games. We're moving get, on,
1: but just a reflection of how bad the bowl games
0: are. I feel tonight could be the real start of a lot of these deserving teams getting to play. I know we had Wisconsin, Miami last night. You can make the case for those two, but tonight we are going to see four ranked teams in two games. Five fifteen. West Virginia ranks 16th in the country, although they'll be without Will Greer. Takes on 20th-ranked Syracuse, a team that surprised a lot of people this year. And then at 9 o'clock tonight, 24th-ranked Iowa State, a team who defends against the spread probably better than anybody else in the country, going up against the king of the spread offense. And Mike Leach in 13th-ranked Washington State. That game's at 9. By the way, Iowa State has never won back-to-back bowl games in school history. Chance to do that tonight. What are the names of those bowl games? The Camping World Bowl, the 515 game with West Virginia and Syracuse, and then the Alamo Bowl is Iowa State, Washington State. Alamo Bowl is actually a traditional bowl that
1: people are kind of aware of. Um, Here's a fun story. Apparently, I don't know why he did it, but one of the Alamo Bowl officials decided to get in front of Iowa State students and shotgun to beer. (laughs) Iowa State
0: students love that.
1: Yeah, in front of the.
0: I don't I'll know if you was, firsthand.
1: I wasn't if he trying to be cool or something. I never found out why he did it, but I guess you got to get students hyped for something. So, but you know, I lived in Iowa. You lived in mm-hmm. Iowa far more recent than I did, so I'm sure you're more well aware of Iowa State. The names a few times. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wild place, um, but yeah, the, there should be better games. I think that West Virginia game is going to be fun. I think Washington State's going to handle Iowa State. Uh, pretty handedly, I know they want to make up for that loss to Minnesota mm-hmm. <laughs> a couple of years ago, but uh, I think it's going to be a Cougar night. Um, I love Mike Leach; is a great quote, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a big blowout. But you are getting into the better bowl games. Michigan plays their bowl game this weekend. Mm-hmm. You have playoffs. The playoffs are starting tomorrow. Um, I know you're back in the Irish. I love Notre Dame too. Do you think they could actually do it is the question?
0: I'm not picking them. I think they'll play better than a lot of people are giving them credit for. But if I have to make a prediction and go on the record, I'm saying Clemson 27-24 with the Orange Bowl. I think Oklahoma's going to put up 42 on Alabama's defense, and it won't be enough. They're going to lose 48-42.
1: Really? That's my pick. I'm going to go upsets on both. I think it's going to be Oklahoma-Notre Dame.
0: Hey, that's what I liked. Because really, I know that there's not a lot of Notre Dame sympathizers up here in Michigan. But do we really want to see another Alabama-Clemson National Championship game?
1: I don't think anybody really no. wants to see that. Um, I'm not a Sooner backer by any means. But I will take anybody who beats Alabama. I, uh, oh, Nick Saban frustrates me. I've never seen a guy more out of the loop in mm-hmm. general with society I mean, the guy actually said he forgot there was a presidential election. Mm-hmm. I mean, really? It's like he lives in his own little
0: world. This past one was especially hard to forget. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's like I don't know how you manage to not know that, but it's Nick Saban in general. So I'm hoping Oklahoma wins. I'm pulling for the Irish. I don't have nothing wrong with Clemson. I clear. I cheered for them rapidly when they beat Al- mm-hmm. Alabama that one year. I was ecstatic over that. But I just a change would be good. I think it would be a good matchup. Notre Dame, kind of, some people consider the weakest of the four teams. Mm-hmm. And then you have Oklahoma, who has got just this high-octane offense but refuses to play defense. Mm-hmm. So if you put Notre Dame's defense, which is a
0: decent defense, against Oklahoma's offense, it could be kind of a fun night. So that's what I'm hoping for. Ryan Steig from the Mining Journal is in studio with us. We're up against a break, and I want to come back and talk about the college football playoff. We'll do that on the other side of this break. And we'll break down Wisconsin's night last night and how bad of a night it was for Temple and the Owls. Sorry, Rachel. That's next in the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, the Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP
1: and on the ESPN-UP app.
0: Welcome back to the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. The starters are getting pulled. And the dogs are being called off 8 15 to play fourth quarter, 63 14, Auburn all over Port- Purdue. Here is your Sports Center update. Larry Brown, the legendary college basketball coach, best known at Southern Methodist. He also coached in the NBA. Remember him? 78 years old, still coaching. At least he was. He was in the Italian Professional League, <laughs> most recently with Fiat Torino. And they have decided to part ways after a 5-19 and 19 start to the season. Ah! Oh. The Toronto Blue Jays have signed pitcher Matt Shoemaker to a one-year deal. And the Ohio State marching band's flossing video was ESPN's most watched video of 2018. Not even close. That far and away was the winner. You remember their marching band? They choreographed themselves to look like three human beings on the field. You had a mass of band members that from a distance looked like they were stick figures on the field doing the dance, flossing.
1: Yeah. Ohio State does that a lot. mm mm-hmm. uh- not the flossing one. They usually come up with a creative stick figure dance every year. I think one year they did, like, Mario, the Super Mario Brothers. Mm. They did that. And I think they did... Uh, one year they had a guy who was pretending to surf, and they made, the, like, the actual wave with the band. So, I mean, they're creative. Uh, my wife's a backer of Ohio State. Mm. She's in the minority up here. Yeah. But she she's uh, a fan of the marching band, too. So,
0: it, uh, they're... They're a fun band. I see they have a new assistant athletic director and a new ethics professor at the end of this season. Yeah, what a choice, yeah. Urban
1: Meyer. I mean, coaching ethics.
0: teaching ethics.
1: This is, I mean, who better? Who better? Who better than a guy who has ethical issues of his own? You mm-hmm. know, everywhere of. he goes, not yeah. just
0: a one-time thing.
1: I mean, it's like uh, <clears throat> if Rick Pitino was, <laughs> <clears throat> you know, given. <clears throat> Teaching economics. Teaching economics. um, You know how to uh, how to create business deals. Mm -hmm. You know, go into the business class and be like the let's make a deal kind of thing. I think uh, I think Rick would be a great fit for it.
0: Not going to put this on the poll, but I kind of want to. Does Rick Pitino just by looking at him have ties to the mafia? I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't either. (laughs) I wouldn't either. I mean, I know he's known for his
1: time in Kentucky and uh, Louisville, but who knows? I'm sure John Calipari does.
0: I can see it. You know, (laughs) we need to get him, Bobby Huggins, who's another coach that looks like they could be well-connected. Get them all together. (laughs) In the world of organizing. Yeah, get them all together in early November and have the Mafia tip-off classic. Ooh. Wouldn't that be fun? That'd be great. about the money you could get. Yeah, yeah, on the side, yeah. a couple side bets. I'm sure that the would Atlantic love that. City, they'd love it. The NCA would have a field day exploring everything <laughs> that's going on in there. Yeah,
1: But, hey, you got to create some hype there. Yes, you I, do. I understand that. Uh, but um, you uh,
0: college athletics, such a wacky thing. Yeah, <laughs> they are, especially this time of the year. Big weekend for my family. We've got Notre Dame playing in the National Semis tomorrow. A lot of Vikings fans in my family, they're fighting for their postseason lives on Sunday. Against Bears. Against the Bears. So it's going to be a big weekend for my family. I know a lot of us are going to be glued to our TVs, and we're probably going to be losing our ever-loving minds. Notre Dame tomorrow, hoping for the upset. We'll see. No Dexter Lawrence for Clemson. It'll that, hurt them. Yeah. Only question is how much.
1: Yeah, And, uh, you know, what a what a blow for yeah. Clemson, you know. Um, I know Dabo's disappointed, as he should be, because... Mm-hmm. You know how often they test you for drugs? I mean, I don't understand why you even will try it, Mm -hmm. you know? It's (laughs) you know, try to get past it. Because it's like, before every game, they test everybody, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just how it is. And uh, for some reason, those three decided, hey, (laughs) maybe I can
0: cheat (laughs) and get around it. Well, think about how that changes the complexity of the game. Dexter Lawrence is one of the best defensive linemen in the country. You have Dexter Williams running the ball for Notre Dame. He's a pretty good running back. He's not one of the top tier by any means, but he's a capable running back. If you're Brian Kelly and Chip Long, the offensive coordinator, you're scheming around Lawrence right now. But his absence leaves a gaping hole in that Clemson defensive line. He was the heart and soul of it, and now you're going to attack that spot. It changes the game plan completely. It, uh, very big opportunity for Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're
1: not a run necessarily. No, they're <laughs> heavy pretty offense, But, uh, you know, you might switch at this point. Uh, I think they're more, I, I see them more passing the ball, really, mm-hmm. t- in the next game. But, you know, if you have an opportunity in front of you, you have a big hole <laughs> on that defense, you may as well use it. And I think he actually is going to have a pretty good day. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I I'm sticking with my upset pick. I really am. I think it's going to be a close game. I'm I'm thinking it's going to be, uh, I'm going to go Notre Dame thirty-one twenty-eight. Oh, I love yeah. your optimism. I, I hope you're right. <laughs>
0: really? I love that optimism, man. I I want to f- feel better about it. I hope they have an answer for Travis Etienne. And that dude is a he's a boss. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they. To, you them.
1: know, you know, teams get up for bowl games. People forget that Ohio State beat Alabama, mm-hmm. at, at, this is the top seat in the first college football play, and end up winning the national yeah. championship. So all you really need is a team to play really well and Notre Dame's going to be up for this game, you know, and just like Oklahoma's going to be against Alabama, and all you really need is just to start getting into a zone, and then you just got to stay in control the rest of the way. I think, I think both teams are going to do it.
0: That's coming up tomorrow. We have a triple header of games that are being carried here on ESPN-UP. Starting at noon, it's the Peach Bowl with Michigan and Florida. Which has to be a letdown, yeah, I know, for does. Wolverine fans. Especially with everybody who's sitting out or missing this game for whatever reason.
1: Yeah, so basically it's, let's see if Harbaugh can win a bowl game. <laughs> But two pretty good be. defenses though yeah, yeah. going up against each other both of them top 25 I, 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 but the storyline will be a bunch of yes <laughs> it will yeah so <laughs> but I, I'll, I'll be watching it mm-hmm. i'm intrigued to see what happens so
0: so michigan florida and the peach bowl from atlanta can be heard right here on espn up and online with our app at noon tomorrow then at four we'll have notre dame clemson and the cotton bowl from dallas and then at eight it's the Orange Bowl with Alabama and Oklahoma from Miami. All three of those games can be heard right here on ESPN-UP and with our app wherever you are tomorrow. Fun day for college football, but let's go back to last night. Fun day for the Wisconsin Badgers, 35-3. That's the way they send Manny Diaz off to be the head coach at a different school. Meanwhile, that school where Manny Diaz is going, is going to be replacing... The lovable Ed, Ed Foley, Foley, the most motivational interim coach ever, got trounced last night by the powerhouse that is Duke, fifty-six to Two Duke basketball schools going at Yeah, edit. Duke basketball school <laughs> topping Temple. Yeah.
1: Um, I, and sh- sh- should we, you know, stick the knife in a little further on Rachel? You do it this time. I'm okay. scared she's going to come after me. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, I mocked her on Twitter yesterday, mm. so um, <laughs> saw that <It> was funny. Yeah. <laughs> she Temple botched a punt. It was a fake punt. It was so bad, it sailed past three people. You have two guys back there who are going to catch the direct snap, Mm -hmm. one or the other, and we're going to run forward. It sails through the line between both of them and whizzes back the punter. They have to go back and try to recover it. Temple not only blew a lead, but that was really a summary of how Temple played that game. Mm So, sorry, Rachel, I had to bring it up. But, uh... Yeah, they're getting a good coach who's coming off a horrendous performance. Yeah. And it's it's funny cuz the Lions got Matt Patricia after, who was the defensive guy at the Patriots and gave up over 40 points to mm. the Eagles in to the a Super backup Bowl. Yeah. So, it does that bode well for Temple? Do you judge Manny Diaz now because of that or is that unfair?
0: I think it's still a good hire. Wisconsin uh-huh. completely brought it in that game. Jonathan Taylor was alone. There was no stopping him. It reflects a little bit on Manny Diaz, and it definitely raises a few eyebrows up in Philly. You start getting a little bit of concern, but in the end, I think they made a pretty good hire. Probably about the best one they could. They made a great hire. Uh,
1: Temple did, but... uh I'm, I'm sure Temple fans are probably like, huh. <laughs> they got destroyed in their bowl game, and we just get this guy. I
0: mean, we got I, destroyed in our game. Yeah, we got
1: destroyed in our game. So maybe we'll be equally bad the, end of the following year. We'll get destroyed in our own bowl I miss game. I Matt again. Rule. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to Ed Foley? We need Ed Foley. But... Hey, he's, he could go
0: somewhere and coach, couldn't
1: he? Yeah. I mean, yeah. with that kind of motivational, the guy got amped to play a game in Shreveport, Louisiana. I, I mean,. As a head
0: coach, he has an 0-1 record, but people will only remember him for his motivation. Exactly. You know,
1: and isn't that the best
0: way to be remembered? That's if you If you have a terrible
1: coaching record, at least you're remembered for an inspirational speech. So, um, yeah, I, I like the hire.
0: I think it'll work out okay.
1: It's just a little interesting that it happened in that regard.
0: Ryan Steiger, of the Mining Journal with us. We will take our last time out. We'll come back Friday Funnies to finish off the week. That's next in the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. The Sports Pen lives here on ESPN-UP online with our app Tanner Hoops joined by Ryan Steeg. Ten minutes left until the weekend is here. Auburn on the cusp of getting 70 points. today on a uh, purdue team that had won six of its last nine games and thumped ohio state yeah exactly and could join army they in could join seven, army, 70 couldn't
1: 70 points uh you could make the comparison who had the better performance i'm gonna go with army just because i don't think anybody expected army to put up 70 points no. but uh, uh what a way for purdue to go well out. they hardly throw the ball too it yeah. makes it even more impressive <laughs> uh the military academies, I love it when they're successful because they almost all run the option. Mm-hmm. So um, I think Air Force tries to mix up some passing a little more than the <laughs> ones.
0: Maybe when they're not a, playing your team, they're really fun to watch. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because, um, I, I, you know, you got, they're like the unheralded recruits. Guys get overlooked. They're all really smart, obviously, if you mm-hmm. get into the military academies. Um, but it's nice to see them be successful. Army was down for so long. They're doing well. Navy's been the most consic- consistent program. They're still hanging in there. Air Force is doing all right. It's just, it's, you know, I like it when they're doing good. But Friday Funnies. Friday funnies. Okay, we're talking about Ed Foley. Yes. And his epic speech to get everybody, got people even in the press conference excited to be in Shreveport, mm-hmm. Louisiana. Well, some coaches go a different route to inspire their teams, and you make you wonder, are you even wanting to be here? And the Nevada head coach, I'm not sure what bowl game they're actually in, but when asked how he is getting his team up for the game, he said, I'm wearing a blue-collar shirt. It was a mechanic-like shirt, like what you typically see auto mechanics wear, but he thought... If by me wearing this shirt, it'll tell the guys that they need to go to work and work hard. Now, is that, are you even motivated by yourself wearing (laughs) that shirt? Because if you're not excited by the shirt, how are you going to motivate your team doing that? I just thought it was a very (laughs) half-hearted way to try to get your team going it just—it shows that you don't want to be here. Your team doesn't really want to be here. And
0: oh. That coach is new, too. What's yeah. he in his second year over there? Yeah, yeah. They need to hire Ed Foley. <laughs> I've got the audio if you want to play Ed Foley. Ed, Ed Foley, go. that's it. I've got the audio with me. Our football team is going to come down here ready to play. <laughs> We're going to practice really hard. We're going to play really hard. I hope that we play well, but I know that we'll play hard. <laughs> I love that guy i take him as my coach. Yeah, I mean he is. Uh, if you love
1: the if you love the old SNL bit with uh, Chris Chris Farley as mm-hmm. Matt Foley, the motivational speaker, that guy's the perfect fit. Big guy, <laughs> gets you excited for the little things, and uh, you know, <laughs> good for him. We're pressed for time,
0: so I just played a little bit of it. Yeah. He goes on like that for yeah, two minutes. Yeah,
1: two minutes straight. I mean, it's a, it's really impressive. Um, an Italian goalkeeper. Mm. Kicked it in his own net mm. in a game. And it, if, you, if you see the replays, Deadspin has a good shot of it. It's, he's, he collected the ball, and he's going to try to free kick it out of there. But a def, an offensive guy for the other team is closing in on him. So he tries to make a spin move, in a way, and tries to deke around the guy, and ends up accidentally back-kicking the ball under the back of the net. So, I don't know if he was trying to be too fancy
0: with it or what, but that was one of my highlights.
1: Didn't they have a hockey
0: goalie do the same thing, scoring himself a couple of years ago? Yeah. I think they you know, did, he's yeah. trying
1: to clear it out and ends up kicking it back behind him. Uh, there was also the infamous Boston University mm-hmm. goal from a couple of years ago. Uh, uh, Matt O'Connor caught the puck, made a glove save. The puck slid out of his glove without him noticing it, and... Hit the ice and started rolling behind him, and he didn't see it and accidentally kicked it in with the back of his skate while he was trying to search for it. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize that your glove, you may think it has it, but the gloves are huge. It can slide out really easily, mm-hmm. you know. And he didn't hang on to it long enough for the refs to blow the whistle, so,
0: tough but, blow for them. But, by the way, uh, Auburn just went final. They win 63 to 14 over Purdue. Auburn took a knee on the one-yard line. Right thing to do. Right thing to do. I kind of wanted to see him get 70. Nothing against Purdue. Yeah, I
1: mean, it would have been cool. But, uh, you know, showing a little sportsmanship. We've pummeled you badly. (laughs) You know, it's a a funny enough in itself. Mm -hmm. The last one I had was one where I actually am going to talk a little bit about it. Tommy Pham, Mm -hmm. who is a Rays baseball player for the Tampa Bay Rays, said that the Rays have no fan base. He... The Rays ballpark idea—they've been trying to get a new ballpark for years, and that fell through again mm-hmm. at the start of the year. And they so, need it so bad, and they're trying to get a new one going. And then he came out and said he's frustrated playing in Tampa because the Tampa doesn't have any fans. Mm-hmm. And he said he came from St. Louis and he was talking and raving about the St. Louis fan base and how the, you know they show up for games and Tampa fans don't. Okay, I'm going to declare this right now. I lived in the St. Louis area, and that's a big load. <laughs> okay? They're not a loyal fan base. They're a very fickle fan base. That guy was saying there's 40,000 fans a game. No, there's not. Unless you went and got the total of the tickets sold, which, which people base attendance on all the time, oh, there were 50,000 people at the game. No, there won't. If you take shots of the crowd, there were not 50,000 people. That's just people sold those tickets. doesn't mean people show up for it. And... They St. Louis markets their fans, we're the loyalist ones, where we care, we cheer for other teams, you know they're part of our community we're the best fans in baseball no you're not you're the worst fans in baseball i lived in your area you're terrible <laughs> i put a freaking column out if you uh, you know <laughs> last year i was talking about the worst fan base in baseball and st louis is the worst fan base and by the way if you're on twitter follow this handle it's called uh baseball's best fans, mm. and the whole feed is making fun of shorting the hypocrisy of Cardinals fans and making fun of it. So I enjoy that feed. Blake Froeling is a huge fan of the feed, too. It's just it's so hypocritical, and this guy's talking up a fan base that I know is not that great, mm. and then bashing a fan base that my wife holds dear to her. She is a rabid Tampa Bay fan. Is that right? Yes. Mm. It's, uh, there's a fun story going back there with her. Um, her grandfather lived in Tampa and they had this baseball bond and she will defend Tropicana field to the death. That's a field that she will die on. (laughs) She loves that place. So, um, but yeah, to have that him come out and say, that's a bad fan base. I know that hurt my wife. Mm. And to say that St. Louis has a great fan base was laughable for me because I went to a game there Mm. and this is coming off of St. Louis winning a world series title. There are maybe 15,000 fans there, and they market it as it was a sellout. Oh, it was frustrating to me. I mean, I'm, I'm probably, like, overreacting to this, but it just is, because it's like I live there, and it's a load, and I don't like it,
0: and arg. <laughs> you remember two years ago, was it, that the Twins lost 103 games? I went to a game that was played as part of a doubleheader, In the last week of the season, it was September 20 something. They were playing the Tigers. The game had been rained out the previous night, so they were going to finish it on Thursday afternoon and play a doubleheader. Twins had already lost 95 games at that time. (laughs) I was planning on going to the game. I had a ticket for it anyway, and I ended up getting admission to both of them. So I went to the Thursday afternoon game for a 95 loss ball club, and I kid you not, they're could not have been more than 150 people in <laughs> the stadium, but the announced attendance was still what it was from Wednesday night, and they put the picture up on Sports Center on uh, Facebook and what have you. And I think I could see myself in it, yeah. But it was not anywhere close to the announced attendance, and it was ridiculous, yeah. That
1: one- when anybody sees the announced attendance, anytime that, and even if you're looking at a box score and says the attendance, it's not what it is. It's what the tickets that they sold. So, you know, I'll, I mean, a couple of years ago when Northern was having a hard time selling out any game, I would take crowd shots of it mm-hmm. and just be like, there's nobody at the game. And then people say, like, but, you know, NMU said there were 2,000 people there. No, there mm-hmm. were not 2,000. <laughs> That's the tickets that they sold. So tickets sold are different than people showing up so i'm hoping people grasp that concept
0: well we've hit the five o'clock yes, hour Had a lot of fun as always thanks for being here by the way hopefully the twins aren't losing 100 plus again because they just signed nelson cruz and i'll, I'll i know we gotta go quickly but i'll say this i like the idea of it i do too. i just have the terrible feeling something's gonna go wrong he's gonna get injured or PEDs. Or something it's like that. It's happened before. Okay. Well, I'm hoping good, too. I'm hoping good uh, Hoping good things about the C.J. Krohn signing, too, because a first baseman from Tampa Bay coming off a 30-plus homer season? What could go wrong? Where have we seen that before? <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Steig from the Mining Journal, our guest, as always. Appreciate you. Have a happy New Year. Yeah. All right. That's it for us. Case you missed it, here comes our Friday Coaches Show. Hear that again coming up on ESPN-UP. And then join me at 7 tonight, Westwood Patriot Girls Basketball. Signing off from ESPN-UP, WZAM, Ishpeming Marquette, I'm Tanner Hoops. Thanks for listening to the Sports Pen.